Mike one, Mike one, isn't this a lot of fun? Did you, America? Well, welcome to another edition of Did You America? He's Jeremy. I'm Ian Camfield. This is season two, episode... Uh, uh, numbers. Uh, and if you want to hear the other episodes to actually discover which episode number this is, because we don't know, they are at didyouamerica.com. That is the website for all things relating to this podcast. We appreciate you streaming it wherever you are. Uh, didyouamerica.com is our uh, homepage you can get the old episodes there. You can also uh, get our Did You America t-shirts and vote for Song of the Week. DidYouAmerica.com, the place to go for all of that stuff. It's basically the most fun website in the world. Ever, ever, ever. It was Jeremy's birthday yesterday, everybody. Ah, I did it. I made it another year. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. I'm 29 now, but my hair says 49. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you're still rocking that fat Walter Becker look. Exactly. Well, that's not going anywhere. Now, uh, do you want to uh, let us into the uh, celebratory text birthday message that one of your friends <laughs> sent you relating to the penis size of one of the Rangers players? Right. So I, you know, I was flooded with birthday texts yesterday because I am just the most popular popular man on earth and uh but my favorite came from my college roommate who said he started the text very complimentary he said today he has risen happy birthday implying you know i am god which we all know it's accurate but then he finished it off with saying random thought joey gallo has to have the biggest cock in the bigs and this set off an argument that made my birthday because he's absolutely right have you seen what joey gallo looks like yeah well i'm not there the but man i mean i've literally seen... has the biggest cock in the bit are you judging this on his face yeah so he kind of looks like the muppet gonzo which i would have to assume of all the muppets gonzo has the biggest cock now you put it like that yes i mean look at the nose uh, look you, i'm a jill Normally with Jews, you know, the stereotype is we have big noses, and stereotypically Jews do not have big members, so that usually doesn't correlate. But with Muppets, it is a direct correlation nose to penis size. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember the last person who told me that they got a birthday wish and it coincided with a conversation about the size of a sports person's cock. It but, made my birthday. Well, clearly. You know, there was decent conversation to be had, but that that was a full-blown argument. And on the Did You America podcast today, there will be more cock talk later when we discuss the basis from Megadeth. <laughs> There's a cell. There's always cock talk on this pod. So I want, well, I feel like we're going to go a bit cock heavy today. I mean, I didn't know for a start until you turned up to record this podcast in my kitchen this afternoon i didn't know it was your birthday yesterday i certainly didn't expect that to be followed up with oh by the way do you know the rangers player who's got the biggest cock also i figured you would love this conversation <laughs> well i mean it did get me vaguely interested but i was gonna I, start watching baseball now <laughs> like maybe it doesn't go on for too long i think we should have like a assumed cock bracket on this show you know a lot of shows they do like a march madness bracket or maybe they make their own bracket for like the best movies of all time we need to have have a full-blown what we think or who we think has the biggest cock, cock off. Number one, see LeBron James. Right. Yeah, okay. 
Uh, Basis from Megadeth, not that small. <laughs> I mean... Well, we can get confirmation for him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Might be the only thing that's not embarrassing about his news stories this week is the fact that actually his cock is of a decent size <laughs> because it's been all over Twitter. Anyway, that's in Cock Talk segment two, coming later on Digio America. Now, another reason why I wanted to start off with your birthday and general penis discussion was because I was uh, on the text yesterday with one of my friends not discussing penis size sure. but discussing the fact that on uh, Monday and we're recording this podcast on uh, Thursday afternoon now on Monday I went to get the uh, one shot blood clot as we had been calling it on the previous episode are you declotted? I am now fully vaccinated ah, ag- against the against the Rona and um, I have a few things to discuss still get herpes though I learned that the hard way I like it when you just throw in these random... It's like, okay, every so often, a bit of Jeremy's old stand-up routine just bleeds into yeah. the, just bleeds into the I podcast. I can't help it. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I bring to the table. Herpes. <laughs> right? Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm on the text yesterday with my friend Stephen, and uh, I might have been relaying in great detail some issues that I had with my experience of getting the one-shot blood clot uh, Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And anyway, we had a bit of back and forth, and uh, it ended with my buddy Stephen going, oh, God, I can't wait for tomorrow's podcast if this is what you're going to be discussing. An hour of whinging and whining and moaning. So, Stephen, no, not true, because we now spent five minutes discussing Jeremy's birthday and penis. There you go. Here's the whinging, whining, and moaning. (laughs) For the next 55 minutes and then at the last five minutes we'll get back to penis talk because we need to discuss right, the basis from Megadeth yes uh, can you imagine how much Dave Mustaine hates the fact that he's banned and now they used to be uh, he's the bane of his of his life was the fact that he's banned Megadeth were always associated with Metallica because he left Metallica before they became super right. famous now they've moved on to oh you're the ba- you're the band with the bass player who got his cock out for a 19 year old fan the best is the fact that for the last three months he was laughing he's like oh, at least I'm not an iced earth. Now he's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, I go get the uh, the one shot blood clot on Monday. Now, remember, I was uh, I was going for the Johnson and Johnson because uh, second on my list of things that uh, make me scared uh, next to dogs is needles. Right. Now, I would preface this by saying that. It's not because I'm a wimp. It like it's it psychologically the idea of the needle. I don't mind the discomfort, and generally, I, whenever just discussing needles makes me a little bit jittery, it, and it literally is just the idea in my head. But whenever I uh, have to have a needle for for, for whatever reason. I can't remember the last time I didn't think, "Oh, that wasn't so bad." It is literally just you know the idea of it. Um, back in 2019. Uh, I had uh, some vocal issues and I got them rectified and um, I was at the the voice doctor because I had very bad laryngitis. This is a whole other story. But he said to me, oh, do you want to have a flu shot while you're here? And I thought I've sp- I'd spent so much money at this ENT. I'm like, well, if, if it's for free, like load me up. Normally I'd be like, oh, the needles. So you spent so much money. He was like, let's give him a deal on a flu shot. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Cause they're not always free, right. are they? <laughs> anyway, the point being, uh, uh, I, I was like, oh, needles. Okay. Well, at least it's something for free. It's the only free thing I'm going to get in this surgery. America. And, and uh, yeah. And, uh, and you know, got the flu shot. Didn't even feel it going in. Right. And everyone I, 
I know who's had the COVID vaccine. I know one person who said they felt sick afterwards. Everyone else I know said they've had virtually no after effects. You had no after yeah, effects, none. right? Um, I know several people who said in terms of the actual injection itself, the nurse said, why haven't you moved? And they were like, because you haven't done it. And she said, yes, I have. Like, they literally yeah. didn't notice it that much. So. Oh, no. Monday, I go to the, uh, to the Tom Thumb. Now, this is the thing I'm happiest about. My favorite grocery store in the great state of Texas was doing the vaccines. So I thought, well, at least I'm going to a venue that I like. Yeah, you, you know. get a cookie cake after. Right. And I thought, and it was uh, the Monday after Mother's Day. So already in my head, I'm thinking, I'm not a mum, but they might have a deal on those Mother's Day cookie cakes because it's been Mother's Day now. If they've got some left over, if they're half price, I'm buying one because I, I deserve one because I'm being a big boy and going to have an injection. Today, we're all moms. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm like, when my mom was alive and I was a little kid, if I had to go have a shot, she would have got me a treat afterwards. I'm going to do what she would have done. <laughs> and I have no shame in buying a Mother's Day cookie, especially the day after right. Mother's Day because it's going to be 50% off. So I've got, you know... the. That's the kind of idea in my head that uh, that's going to uh, you know walled my fear from uh, from having the needle. But anyway, so I'm going there and I'm uh, I'm already you know jittery just again about the idea of the needle. Even though I, the last time I had a needle was a flu shot about a year or eighteen months before, and I didn't even feel it going in. Anyway, I uh, I, I go in and, and and we go into the room, and I'm not joking. I sit down. And I'm looking away. I've already told the nurse that I don't like needles. She's like, oh, don't worry. And I felt like the ping. And then I thought, it literally felt like she was slicing my arm open. You had immediate pain? I had immediate pain. And I could feel like literally like it was a knife going to the, the side of my arm. And remember, I already told you 18 months before, I was scared of the flu shot and I didn't even feel it. So anyway... It felt like it went on for about 10 minutes. It was oh, probably more like, you know, five seconds. But now, this is what she's like, okay, we're done now. And I went, oh, and this is what the nurse said. And I don't think anyone listening to this podcast right now has ever heard this as a bit of feedback from when they've had to have a shot for anything. She says to me, my needle wouldn't go in. You've got really thick skin. Oh, God. I'd be like, it's my jacked arms is what you meant to say. Well, I said, I thought thick skin was a metaphor, not an actual <laughs> physical thing. Is this, is this why I've genuinely had such fear of needles yet, my entire life? Yet later on, she called me a bitch and I cried. <laughs> right. Thick skin, you're supposed to have thick skin if you do a podcast, put it out there on the interwebs and people write reviews saying you're a piece of crap and the podcast isn't funny and you're not very entertaining and Those you go, it's okay because I've got thick skin. Find me another person on planet Earth who has ever been told, physically speaking, they've got thick skin. No, it doesn't exist. Well, apparently, according to this woman, it does. And according to the pain in my arm then, Monday afternoon, it does. And according to the fact that my arm is still sore as hell right now, three days later on Thursday afternoon, it still does. Because, direct quote, 
Oh, you've got thick skin. My needle wouldn't go in. <laughs> I uh, I have good news for you, though. I have a new conspiracy surrounding the uh, the vaccine. Oh, uh, we've already upset the anti-vax audience. We've right. got that. Okay. Well, you know, I've, I've tried to pitch a few things. Where, you know, at first I thought the uh, the vaccine cured all diseases. And I, as I said earlier, I learned that the hard way. Just it your wishful not. thinking. Right. I, you I wanted to throw up. in another herpes joke at this well, point? I, you know, a few weeks ago we talked about I got sick. And I, I had fear at first that it was like, oh, maybe it wasn't that effective. Maybe because I didn't get sick. Like the vaccine didn't come all the way through. And, you know, I got COVID tested. I didn't have it. I'm still all in the clear, yada, yada, yada. But it made me start thinking with this whole Bill Gates thing. Maybe the people who get the pain in the arm and the sick after are the ones who are getting the Bill Gates sexy lady future date trackers. And you, my friend, have been <laughs> tagged in the group. Well, I mean, now we know he was friends with Epstein. He could be into all sorts. You're, you might get some million dollar nookie, my friend. So, um... By the way, Stephen, was that whinging and whining and moaning? I think that my uh, my my excuse of uh, my extreme pain and the years of n- needle fear is because I've got thick skin. I've got thick skin. My needle wouldn't go in. And by the way, right, we're done with the shot, and she's making me go ah just by saying. I said you're making me queasy, and we're even, we're even done. So anyway. You know the do th- back to by the way if Tom Thumb wants to sponsor this podcast they can do. I just say I love Tom Thumb because the only good part of me getting the vaccine story I've got is that uh, she sent me out not only with an incredibly sore arm but in the other arm in the other hand I had a 10% off at Tom Thumb. Oh that's a uh, Yeah yeah they right g- give you yeah, it was a victory so they gave me a little uh, although no discount on the uh, the the mum's Cookies. Full price mom cookie cake? They hadn't reduced them. I mean, I don't know. They, I don't know how many people. This was America. I didn't know how many people were thinking. Oh, I bet if I go and get my COVID shot the day after Mother's Day, and they haven't sold all of the mom cookies, they'll be half price, and I'll buy them. Apparently, a lot of people were thinking that because well, I couldn't get one. What the hell? I booked it for this day specifically. <laughs> right. Exactly. Anyway, so um, I uh, so anyway, I, I I go home and my arm is killing me because I've got thick skin. <laughs> right. And uh um, your emotions are a wreck. Uh you <laughs> very thin skin there. Yeah, I've got thick skin in all the wrong places. It's <laughs> a country song. <laughs> right. Write that down. Yeah. We need, when we make our country album with Post Malone, <laughs> uh local Texas talent, we need to uh that's going to be our first single. I've got thick skin in all the wrong places. <laughs> so anyway, uh, my, my arm's killing me, um, but uh, that was to be expected. Because did I mention the nurse said the needle wouldn't go in? Oh, God. So anyway, but I go, uh, you know, that evening, I just sort of like take it easy. And I, I'm not feeling any kind of like after effects. And then the next day, I woke up like early, before 6.30 early, right? And, and I thought to myself, oh... Is this the effects of the the COVID fight in vaccine? It's giving it's me it's, it's, it's giving me it's giving me extra energy. Fucking should do for how much I felt it going in. So anyway, I uh, I'm out of bed before six thirty, and I didn't go to bed particularly early. I normally sleep a lot more than that, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, it's good. And I, I did a bit of work for this podcast, and uh, I was going to uh, Facetime my sister, and I had a window of about two to three hours, and then suddenly. I had this feeling of like, oh, I'm a bit tired. And I thought, 
I FaceTime my sister and then I thought, you know, I'm, oh, maybe this is like a little bit of the after effects because, you know, they are shooting up with a little bit of the COVID, right? Yeah, yeah I you think know? so. It's I'm like not that, a scientist. It's but... like that, uh, that, was that pro, the, the prodigy song, I got the poison, I got the remedy. Do you know that one? Oh my God, he, he predicted the future. The, the album before Firestarter, they knew what was going on. Wow. They were singing that. You didn't want to give us a warning? So uh, that was it. So, um... I thought, you know, I'll have a nap. Anyway, so I napped for I don't know how long, and then I woke up, and that was it. I felt shocking. Like, this is how shocking I felt. I woke up. It was about 65 degrees in the great state of Texas that day. I had to put the heating on in the apartment because I started to feel oh, cold. Oh, getting the yeah, shivers. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I had no energy, and I thought, okay, well, I, and I, I didn't know how I was going to be affected, so strategically, I, I, did, I did book the, the shot the, uh, the day before I knew I wasn't going to be working uh, the next day at the news or talk stations that I'm working at, so I had the day off, and I thought to myself, okay, here's a good antidote for this. I'm going to put on Columbo, right? <laughs> of course. Now The go-to six show. Right. My DVR has got a lot of Columbo on it. And with, if you have YouTube TV, which I do, it, it works like a Netflix binge. So if you choose a show that you've got a bunch of on your DVR, they just go from one episode to the next, playing and playing and playing. Okay. This is how wiped out the one-shot blood clot made me. Bearing in mind Columbo's on the TV. Now, you know I love Columbo, That's right? full-on focus normally. I snoozed in and out. And I'm not exaggerating because on the DVR, I could count five episodes of Columbo. I was asleep basically the entire fucking day. And it made me so kind of fever dream delusional that at one point I woke up right before the end of the Columbo starring Leonard Nimoy from Star Trek, which might be my favorite Columbo ever. So you caught it just in time. Wait, this, is, this, is, this is shows you the effects of the vaccine. I misremembered the end. Oh, wow. I woke up and I thought to myself, oh, this I feel shocking, but this is good because this is going to be the bit where Leonard Nimoy accuses Columbo of putting his fingerprints on the thing and that's how he catches him and Columbo pulls his hands out of his pockets and he's wearing gloves so he couldn't have put fingerprints. And I'm like, oh my God, that's a different episode. I misremembered <laughs> the end. I was so screwed up by the vaccine. I misremembered the end of possibly the best Columbo ever. This is terrible. We need to go to YouTube immediately, create a video, and let the world know about these terrible uh, vaccine... Uh, what's the word? Uh, after effects. After effects. You forget Columbo. I, I got it confused. I got it confused. If there should be anything straight in my mind, it is how the episode of Columbo with Leonard Nimoy from Star Trek, arguably the best Columbo ever, ends, and I confused it with another Columbo. That's how, like, you know, when people have got the fevers and they start people around them who haven't got the fever start going you're not making sense this is the pinnacle of me not making sense well i'm anti-vax now <laughs> so anyway um but, but then it was the weirdest thing so i spent you know the entire day literally snoozing on the sofa five five columbos is a lot to snooze through you say that like it's a bad thing i'm now almost jealous because i didn't have a reaction you mean if i had a reaction i would have been napping all day feeling like i'm about to enter into an ayahuasca trip <laughs> that sounds lovely <laughs> just Tuesday for you <laughs> so um, and then uh, I uh, it got to like six o'clock and I, I so I, I got I, literally the only time I moved from the sofa I got up once to heat some soup and a few times to pee and apart from the, and, and literally go peeing and then going back to the sofa I was like fuck me I'm shattered okay more Columbo oh, back to sleep. <laughs> and it got to about 6 p.m. 
And that's all I'd done all day, apart from the first two to three hours when I felt normal before this kicked in. But Stephen, is this is this too much whinging, whining, and moaning? He's like, yeah, we got some Columbo talk. It's he's looking enough. forward to the penis chat at the end. Um, <laughs> Are we? All? He's like, he's already Googled Megadeth and gone. Oh yeah, Ian's right. It's a decent size. <laughs> um, anyway, so I um, uh, got to about six o'clock, and I I thought, my God. Columbo has worn me out. I've literally, I've not moved all day apart from to pee and wants to heat up some tinned soup and I've got no energy and I wanted to go to bed and I thought to myself, I can't go to bed at six o'clock because otherwise I'm going to have jet lag for the rest of the week. I've got to stay awake till eight. How do I do that? Oh, I've got two episodes of The Equalizer I haven't seen yet. That will engage me. And you, you know how much Queen Latifah in The Equalizer reboot excites me, right? Even that was... And I'm like, no, got to stay awake. Got Come on, there's going to be another badly filmed fight scene coming up. That's, you couldn't make it through The Equalizer? I just about did. Okay. Got to eight o'clock. Having spent most of the day asleep, I went to bed. I, did, I hadn't showered or anything all day. Like, I literally... Who does? See, again, I'm just describing your regular Tuesday. <laughs> but that was, that was how lazy and just devoid of energy, but, you know, caught up on sleep during the day I was. I went to sleep at 8 p.m. after having a day doing nothing, confusing possibly the greatest Columbo ever. I didn't wake up till 8.30 the next morning. And then I woke up and you I- went a full 12 hours. More than 12 hours of full sleep in bed, having spent whatever five episodes of Columbo is in and out of sleep wow. on the sofa. That's the dream right there. <laughs> you want to go get some Johnson & Johnson. I'm so jealous. Go to Tom Thumb. Can I double up Yeah, exactly. Go to Tom Thumb and lie about the fact you already had the Pfizer <laughs> and say you want the one shot. I just won't bring my card in. Just don't bring the, just don't go there on a Monday afternoon because you might get that nurse who might actually be bad <laughs> you go in there and go are you the nurse that tells everyone they've got thick skin I don't want you I'll no, come back I tomorrow her. give me the <laughs> ayahuasca trip stuff anyway and then uh, you know so I had a whole day of, of that and then I woke up the next day and I felt absolutely fine, except for my arm. Did I mention my arm is still painful? Because, what happened to your arm? Because apparently I've got thick skin. Did I mention that? I thought you were an emotional baby. And the nurse said, can you believe this? Because I don't think I mentioned this. The nurse said her needle wouldn't go in. <laughs> Normally when I hear that, oh, never mind. <laughs> I don't think I did too much whinging and whining and moaning, do you? Yeah. Uh, a bit of Texas news, and then we're going to move on to the clans and cancellations part of the uh, podcast today. Um, we, now, something that broke in the time since I got uh, shot up with the one-shot uh, blood clot, there is a, tech, uh, a, a tiger on the loose yeah. in, in, in Texas. Although, quite frankly, if it had come into my room on the day that I was having the, the, the COVID effects, I wouldn't have been able to... I'd be like, oh, there's a tiger in the corner. See, normally I uh, I wouldn't be that interested in this story. It almost would seem like a one-off, like random animal encounter in a random city. But this story keeps getting crazier. Have you followed along? Well, first of all, I don't know what's most shocking. A, that there's a tiger on the loose in Houston. B, that there was someone who it looks like is uh, uh, quite a dangerous killer also on the loose yeah. in Houston, or C, the fact that the person who looks like they were a dangerous killer on the loose in Houston happened to have a tiger as a pet. 
Well, it started out as people being like, oh, ha ha, a tiger in residential area, that's funny. And then it quickly turned into like, no, that's not funny, that's dangerous and animal cruelty. And then it quickly turned into, wait, who is the guy who has it? Then everyone found out that that guy currently was out on bail for being a murderer. Right. And now, all of a sudden, he's back in jail, and the tiger is nowhere to be found. No one knows where the tiger I is. I believe he's actually out on bail, and now, because he wasn't speaking, but I saw his uh, lawyer on the news last night and the big defense now it's less so about the murder it's more like no 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 the tiger's not his the tiger's not his <laughs> the murder <laughs> the murder is. maybe we'll get to that but the tiger's <laughs> definitely not his it also um taught me a few things about uh houston because apparently he's into exotic animals now now he may or may not own this tiger but he certainly has an association with the tiger to the extent that he's on video taming the tiger like someone going to find their if your dog gets into your neighbor's yard and you go get the dog back he was effectively doing that with the tiger and it's on video so right what, did he like binge tiger king when he was in jail well my first thought was where's jeff lowe when you need him because if <laughs> anyone could find the tiger surely oh, it would be sure. it, 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 jeff it, lowe probably has the tiger well maybe that's because isn't jeff lowe local to here i think so I, somewhere around when here. tiger king was a big news story and i was on air in dfw people would call in and say that they had dealings with Jeff Lowe. Most of them were calling in because he owed them money. <laughs> I don't course. I don't think I, I was talking to anyone who'd owned somewhat illegal exotic pets, but Jeff Lowe was certainly a wheeler dealer fixture in the in the in the Texas area. So this guy's got um the tiger but he claims it's not his. But he does own two monkeys and apparently that is legal in Houston. Yeah. I, See, uh, you said that as a born and bred Texan of like, of course that's legal in yeah, Houston. Why would it not be? I mean, most things are legal here. It's just, you know, some things aren't. That I, uh, I'm cool with exotic animals. You know, growing up, I, uh, uh, many people in DFW have experienced this. You know, bobcats are a big thing here. And there was actually two bobcats that lived in my backyard growing up. They, you know, one day came over the fence, and next thing you know, that was their backyard. They're like they're, they're like the hell's angels of the animal world. They come in one day, and then they just take over. Well, at first, I was bummed because I was, you know, back in the day when I was trying to hide my weed smoking from my parents, my backyard was my go-to spot. Like, nah, I'm just hanging out back here, toke, toke, toke. But when mama bobcat and baby bobcat are back there that can no longer happen so you know, eventually i i tried it out you know i'd stand by the door away from them just like if they made moves i can get quickly back inside and slowly but surely i started easing my way out and before you know it a few months later i was feeding them milk and training them to kill all my enemies <laughs> i the, the, the thing with um having tigers and such like the tiger i think they said was about nine months old so this guy, if he has owned it, we'll and call the, him Daniel Exotic, <laughs> right? The, he the, he says it's not his tiger. The evidence seems to suggest to the contrary. I guess he's had the tiger from a cub, um, and uh, he's raised it to be somewhat more friendly. But you can't help but thinking if you are a, if you are a tiger, if you're that type of animal, and especially if you're on the loose and hungry and also probably scared because you don't know where you are and what's going on because right. it's a different setting to the one that you've been apparently raised in by this guy who may or may not be a killer um 
eventually your primal animal instincts are going to kick in and sooner or later that tiger's going to see a person and go hmm meat food hungry ah, let me eat its face there is a reason why Charlie Sheen used to say tiger blood when he was winning right <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, well that was because of crack cocaine but still it's basically the same effect but, but I do think that's the thing like it doesn't matter how much you think that tiger is being tamed it, 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 you know it's not been in a natural environment being raised by a human and now it's not even in the environment that it's known for a period of time so it doesn't matter how cuddly it looks in in that video where he's treating it like it's his fucking cat and he's right. getting it off the next door neighbor's fence it's probably gonna eventually you know want to eat some flesh because that's what tigers do no no i mean what i'm now wondering though is if you had a neighbor like okay you're the middle house your neighbor to your right has a tiger as a pet right your neighbor to the left has a german shepherd as a pet right those big dogs you know right what are you more terrified of i think you're going over to hang with tiger king yeah because the tiger looks more like a cat and with my irrational fear of dogs well, you have to think, if it's a domesticated tiger, it is going to be like a cat. It's probably just going to be hiding in his closet. Well, yeah, but that's my point. Eventually, the real kind of tiger blood will come <laughs> out from that tiger, and then we're going to be in trouble. That's what... Here's a, here's a question for you as well. On the subject of monkeys, who do you think would be a more irresponsible owner of a chimpanzee or a monkey? A possible killer... Or Michael Jackson. <laughs> Did Michael Jackson have a tiger as well? I think he had like a whole zoo, but I don't think it was like in his, you know, he had a zoo. He didn't have just like loose tigers. I don't in think, his I don't think this guy who may or may not be a killer in Houston was living on the equivalent of Neverland. No. Although, technically, could have been committing less crimes. <laughs> I mean, if because we think he may have killed someone and he may have illegally owned a tiger. Now, I'm not, I'm not diminishing the level of those crimes but if you put it up against the rap sheet that people have accused Michael Jackson of it's it's longer the the rap sheet associated with Neverland is longer this is a quick little tangent I was actually thinking about this the other day I want to bring it up to it's about Michael Jackson how great would a The Crown style series about Michael Jackson's life be so like first season you get the Jackson 5 stuff Second season, you get like the older Jackson Five transitioning into pop star. You eventually you get onto full blown rape case, you know. Yeah, whatever you want and to then say. you get onto the people who killed him. That would be the greatest series of. I mean, the family would never allow you, but like you, you'd have twelve different actors playing Michael oh. Jackson. That would be the ultimate show. You are selling a genius idea to a man who's still waiting for season two of The People versus O.J. Simpson. I mean, I think there's season two in the O.J. show. There is at least like I, ten seasons in your Michael Jackson idea. I think that's the show we need to start I don't see. On, I right? don't see why it can't be. I mean, The Crown, The, 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 the Crown... The per- perfect title of a spin-off season of The Crown is The Prince of Pop. Literally. See? It would be so good. There's, okay, real And quick, we go like, up. and we we'll just call it The Prince, and then we go, no, 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 no. It's not about the Jeffrey Epstein friends. <laughs> it's about Michael Jackson. Just like a dark, ominous background of a person. All you see is like one single white glove being pulled on. It's great. Real quick, two more <laughs> incredible TV shows ideas since you like that one, or movie ideas. Okay, there needs to be a in excess movie with Harry Styles playing the lead singer. Yeah, because that's just perfect casting. They, what was what was Michael Hutchins' last hit? Well, the last 
hit might have been when, when the chambermaid hit him with yeah. the door. <laughs> so I think just to be able to see Harry Styles tying himself up before you know the final scene. That's sexy movie, to you. I just think it's perfect casting. And the third Megadeth Cock News coming in part two. The third thing we need to make happen in media is there needs to be a Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch reunion. Mark Wahlberg needs to return to hip hop. All right. That's it. Good. Okay. Alcohol is now legal in Texas for takeout, by the way. That's a win. All right, good. That's that bit done. <laughs> I mean, I just wanted to do some. There was scary Texas news and there was positive Texas news. I mean, even as a non-drinker, I don't. The, 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 the thing with the alcohol was you couldn't legally get alcohol to take out until the pandemic. And then they made it temporarily legal because it was a way of keeping businesses afloat so people could get a booze on their takeout. And then it proved so popular that Governor Abbott, I think, has done the right thing and has uh, signed it into law that you can now get alcohol as uh, takeout um, in the great state of Texas. Absolutely great. I mean, look, not everyone agrees with Texas politically, but say what you want about Governor Abbott. In the last couple of years, he has made a number of moves that weren't left, weren't right, were just stuff that all Texans could agree on. I agree. This was absolutely one of them. And the only thing left for him to do is legalize weed. As he was uh, signing away legalized takeout for alcohol in his head, he's thinking... They've forgotten about the time we lost the power during the snow already. Just like that. News, baby. <laughs> Drink away those memories. Drink them away. Uh, all right. We have uh, part two, including a song of the week update coming next on Did You America? All right, let's do uh, part two of Did You America? Thank you for hanging out with this episode. He's Jeremy. I'm Ian Canfield. We have Song of the Week on the website. There's also a poll on my Twitter if you want to have a look there. Website, didyouamerica.com. On Twitter, I'm at Ian Canfield. Uh, your choices for this week are as follows. I've gone with Hollywood Sucks, the new one by Kenny Hoopla and Travis Barker. I went with J. Cole Interlude. And uh, New York producer going with uh, York Law and Seeds. So they are your three choices. Didyouamerica.com if you want to vote on the website or uh, go to the poll on Twitter. I am at Ian Camfield. If you go to the website, don't forget, uh, you can uh, talk to us if you want to leave us any messages regarding this podcast. Um, you can also listen to previous episodes. And if you feel so inclined, you can buy one of our Did You America t-shirts. All right, let's move on to the clans and cancellations segment of the show. Every podcast has one of those. Lots of uh, cancellations this week, uh, beginning with someone who I'd never heard of, but it turns out he's an American Idol finalist. His name is uh, Caleb Kennedy. And uh, he's, there's been a lot of this happening uh, recently whereby celebrities, I guess he's a celebrity, even though I had no idea who he was, celebrities are uh, either cancelling themselves or trying to stop a cancellation by going, you haven't gone back on my Twitter to uh, 2009 yet, but if you go back that far, you will find this or something along the lines of, in 1996, I made this movie and everyone loved it then, but there's something in it that some people might find offensive now, so I'm going to admit to it, and then hopefully we can all move on without me being cancelled. Um, in the case of this, uh, well, I guess he's still a kid because he's 16 now, but the issue is that uh, some photos of him aged 12 have been uncovered where he's sitting next to someone who is wearing what looks like a clan hood. Oh, yeah, that's rough. I... Uh... 
this is a weird situation because yes, he was a kid, but I don't care what age you are. You know, you should know not to post stuff like that online. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's I'm guessing that's how they found it. It was somewhere on the internet and never deleted, or he had sent that text to buddies and they saved it and no, you know, want to out him now that he has some sort of fame. I don't know. I'm not in this situation, but you have to know taking a picture publicly with a clans member is probably not ideal. Well, they're claiming that it wasn't a clans member. His mother is saying that um, he and some friends had watched the movie The Strangers Pray at Night and were imitating the characters. Now, again, we're in a territory where I don't know any of the details because I... I you heard of that movie? I'd never no, heard of that movie. No, I'm just trying to think, like, what, do, are they pointy-headed ghosts? What's well, the deal here? so because that's the mother's defense that they were trying to imitate what the characters... She's smart for picking, like, an obscure horror movie. Like, it's not going to seem like I said, like, they were making fun of The Shining, you know? <laughs> so in the articles, uh, they've like a picture of uh, Caleb, age 12, next to someone who appears to be wearing a clan hood. And next to that, there's a picture of the characters from The Strangers Pray at Night. I'm not seeing the likeness. I mean, The Strangers pr uh, Pray at Night were wearing white face masks, oh, right? God. There's not. There's a bit of a, a difference between something that very absolutely resembles a clan hood and a white face mask. Now... If I was going to play devil's advocate and give it the benefit of the doubt, just to kind of give it some of my own experience, there was one time I was hanging out with a clan. No, 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 <laughs> I like, no, no. <laughs> I will say this, that when I was young, and this is a bone of contention that I still bring up to my dad to this day, I, I, <laughs> no, <laughs> I had a very inferior, unofficial, cheap version of the Knight Rider kit car as a toy, right. right? And my issue with it was my parents were too cheap to buy the actual official replica, right? And this one, everyone who knows Knight Rider knows that Kit... Kit's steering wheel was like an airplane, you know, yeah, the, yeah. You know what I mean? Not yeah. a circular steering wheel. It was like what a pilot okay. steers right, yeah. in the like airplane. Yeah, it was a key thing that made Kit look different. For my birthday or Christmas, I can't remember which it was, they got me a model Kit car that looked like Kit from the outside with a circular fucking steering wheel. Everyone knows that Kit's steering wheel was not circular. Now, this is my point, and again, I'm not defending this, I'm just saying this could be how it was. I don't know if wherever this Caleb lived... Let's say The Strangers Pray at Night was a big hit and there was so much merchandise made for it, they made a cheap version of the merchandise, right? And some people in the local toy store said, you know what, for the cheap people that can't afford the official white face masks that these characters wore in the movie, we could just give them those white hoods. And someone went, hmm, they look a bit like clan hoods. They won't notice the difference. They can't afford the real things. Do you know, 15 years ago, some poor people in Essex, UK, were buying models of the kit car with a circular steering wheel. <laughs> Same difference. The way you connected those two stories is just insane. When you started talking about the kit, I was like, how, how could this possibly have anything to do with the KKK? I'm just, well, I'm I'm just saying 
that they might have been very inferior cheap versions of the masks that the people were wearing in The Strangers Pray at Night. Because I'm saying that the difference in the photos I've seen of the characters in that movie and the hood that, that Caleb's buddy was wearing, it's such a stark contrast <laughs> that that may be the only way to justify the mother's story. I, uh, I feel bad for not just the kid, but also American Idol. This has been the weirdest year for American Idol. It started out, do you remember there was that viral clip during like the auditions where some girl just out of nowhere just passed out and slammed right on her face? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. early on in the actual fan voting round, I guess one of the kids who was the, one of the front runners just out of nowhere dropped out. And now they have a full-blown racism issue on their hands. The only thing that can make this season crazier is if finally Ryan Seacrest comes out as an android <laughs> also though I do I do feel really bad for this kid because you know you can get cancelled for a lot of things and hanging out with a supposed member of the KKK even if it is a 12 year old is probably one of those things you can't come back from like there a few years ago during the NFL draft there was a player who he was expected to be like a top five pick. And then right as the draft started, a video got posted of him online smoking weed from a gas mask. He got canceled for a little bit, but in the end, still got drafted. Later on, made millions of dollars. He was able to come back from his cancellation. Then you have someone like Mel Gibson, you know, said God knows what about Jewish people. Mm -hmm. Says a few racist things here and there. And you know what? He's a good actor. So he survived his cancellation and oh, still gets to make movies. Also, can I just say the best thing that came from Mel Gibson being a racist anti-Semite is that although he's been allowed to have somewhat of a comeback, he's still very limited for work options. If you go to Netflix now, there are at least a couple of movies that he's made in the last few years, because again, limited work options. Oh my God. They are just full on shoot 'em ups, have fights with people. Like, they're my type of movies. So we'll call that a partial comeback. He hasn't fully come back from cancer. He, he had a partial comeback. He, if he was making blockbusters that, that everyone cared about, I probably wouldn't even bother going to the movie theater to see them. I've watched two Mel G He made the thing about where he was like a Santa that was like shooting oh, people. Yeah. But when you... It was like bad Santa, but bad when it meant good, like Michael Jackson before we knew he was bad, bad. You remember when Michael Jackson said bad was good? Yeah. And bad Santa, Billy Bob Thornton was bad Santa, but like Mel Gibson's Santa is bad Santa, as in it's good. So Michael Jackson, another example of partial cancellation. Well, yeah, I mean, he's just... Right. That's, yeah. that's talent, whatever, and being on. This kid, Caleb, when you post videos, when you post KKK videos specifically as a 12-year-old, there's no coming well, no, back. No, he hasn't posted guy. a KKK video. He's posted a picture of him as a 12-year-old sitting next to someone wearing something that looks very much like a clan mask. Right, that makes it better. No, I'm just, been, <laughs> no, no, you just accused him no of No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm saying you just accused him of posting a clan video as if he went to a rally. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's 12 what years old, he was like, yeah, get him. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, the excuses are quite unconvincing, which is why I threw in a little Knight Rider parallel there. Um, <laughs> I liked it. 
But I mean, he probably will have this as a, a bone of contention for the. I mean, I'm, I guess I, what I, you know, if my dad's listening to this now, he'd be going, "You should think yourself lucky that the only thing you bitch about is the fact we got you a Knight Rider model car with the wrong steering wheel on it." Imagine if we'd have published the picture of you sitting next to someone. No, <laughs> didn't happen. Sure. <laughs> So that's the clan part of the clans and cancellations segment on today's podcast. Successful bit. Moving on with some more cancellations. So Ellen has cancelled herself. Oh no! Well, it's I about think. Time. Well, I think Ellen got cancelled, but she kind of wanted to do some damage control to make it see as seem as if she was taking control and going. No, 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 no. You know what? I'm I'm cancelling the show. And there's a few sort of aspects that um, I like about this because she's basically trying to portray it as. She's done enough talking and she's had a very successful rated show. And uh, so now she's decided that it's time to end the show. Whereas in actual fact, I think the network went to her. This is just me speculating and said, um, <clears throat> respectfully, we could now run reruns of Frasier, Friends, um, maybe even the Cosby show at this point and get, be <laughs> get better ratings. Because right. since all of the bullying in the workplace allegations... The ratings of her talk show have tanked. And so, of course, that's coincided with her now deciding that she's canceling the show. There's, I don't think there's ever been a stranger fall from grace in Hollywood. I mean, it wasn't just the bullying thing. Do you remember uh, a little bit before that, there, she was at the Cowboys game with George Bush and everyone got all mm -hmm. upset about that. And that really started the downfall. And after that, it was the bullying scandal. And, you know, I... I think that this wasn't actually anything on Ellen. I think that this is another example of us talking something into existence. Mm -hmm. Because even before we started broadcasting this podcast, <laughs> when me and you were doing demos, we started talking about how Ellen is perpetually just trying to hide the fact that she is a very angry lesbian. <laughs> And we've mentioned this a few times, and it's, you know, been throwaway lines and passed over quite a bit. But the universe picked up on it. And the universe said, you know what? Those Did You America guys are right once again. And then, boom, Ellen gets canceled. Well, I mean, the ratings have uh, plummeted because um, apparently people don't like the idea that Ellen off camera might not be the happy, smiling person who loves to dance. And um, we're like a week away from Portia de Rossi coming out being like, she beat me on a regular basis. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think so. Although I do think she's being very tactical because she, she's doing the rounds now. Again, trying to do damage limitation, making it seem like it's her decision to cancel the show. And so where is the big interview going to be? Oprah, because if you're a woman and you want to put forward one side of a story to basically make everyone believe in it, even if most of it's complete bullshit, we know Oprah's the way to go because look at Megan. Right. I was going to say the only logical thing that can come after this Ellen interview is anyone that criticizes her somehow is now racist. Well, I mean, yeah, Oprah will be. Did you try and give them cars? What about iPads? You right. should start with iPads under the seats and then move up to giving everyone cars. It still didn't work. Instead of dancing, you should try yelling. <laughs> I gotta say, I um, I do have a, quite a high level of sympathy with Ellen in this situation. Now, here's my caveat. and Because I don't know, it seems to me that most of these uh, allegations weren't proved. Certainly that it was directly related to Ellen or that she knew that these things were going on. Now, 
If people were being discriminated against because of who they are in any circumstance, that's wrong. But if you're in any form of entertainment, it's cutthroat and it's competitive. And one of the most highly competitive forms of entertainment is working in TV. That goes up exponentially if you are doing a daily show, right? It's show business, okay? And the second word, business, actually is way more important than the first word, show, right? right? You are constantly under pressure to get the best ratings and perform in the different demographics. And if you're doing something that you've got to come up with an hour's worth of material every day, it is a high pressured, nasty environment. And if you're in that environment, even though it's got the, the, the show aspect to it, so it seems like it's more glossy and kind of a more, you know, entertaining, for want of a better word, funky environment to be in, in terms of pressure, it's like being at some high-end position on the money markets, right? Where it's just non-stop, bam, 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 bam. And if you were number one on Monday, if you're not number one on Tuesday, then there's going to be questions that are going to be asked. And I have to say, again, I say if anyone was discriminated against because of uh, you know who they were, that's wrong. But how much of this was people that just couldn't cope with being in a high-pressured environment? Because if you expect any aspect of working on a daily top-rated TV show to be nice, you're in the wrong fucking business because there's nothing nice about that. It's constant pressure. Well, not only that, I mean, look, everyone's going to say like, oh, yo, the ratings went down and she's having a hard time and all this controversy, but it's not like Ellen doesn't currently have other jobs and it's not like right after this she's going to get another job, whatever job she wants, because in the end, jokes aside, she is one of the biggest stars in Hollywood mm -hmm. and even though there was a little blip of people thinking she was mean, it really hasn't had that much of an effect on her other than the rate Ratings of her show went down when, you know, daytime talk in general went down. But was it mean or was it just demanding a high level of people in terms of a work ethic that needs to be relentless? Because if you look at the history of Ellen being a lesbian, doing stand-up originally. I mean, remember, before the Ellen sitcom, she was working the toilet venues. She For probably sure. did stand-up some places you've done right. stand-up. Imagine <laughs> that. Exactly. I, uh, you know, well, the places you've done all your herpes jokes, <laughs> Ellen was trying to work them before she ever got on the TV, like being a lesbian comic in the 90s where people weren't so accepting. My, my point is, and I don't know like her whole story, but I'm imagining from an outsider looking in, that she worked incredibly hard and came across a lot of adversity in her career. And that makes you tough and want to succeed. And when you build up an empire like she does, you've got to have like-minded people around you. And again, if you're discriminated against because of who you are, that's wrong. But if you can't keep up with the demands and the workload, then you need to do another job. And I think Ellen might have just perpetuated that kind of ethos around yeah. the Ellen world. Well, I think if you look at like the quote-unquote allegations against her, not like they really were that, you know, she really didn't do anything that bad. She just kind of came off as a dick boss in some of those stories. But I, I don't think people were upset about the fact that she was a dick boss. I think it was just so shocking 
because of the public persona that she had, that there are these other aspects to her. So like, yeah, the people who are that upset about it, deal with it because any job you have in corporate America, you're most likely gonna deal with that exact same boss type. But when it's Ellen, who you think is the fun, cheery, let's dance person, it, it, it comes as a shock. Right, but that goes back to the point I made at the start of this segment. It's show business. For sure. And there's the show part, and then there's the business part. Oh, yeah, she's right? not wrong. She's not in the wrong here. The people in the wrong are, are the the sappy loser who came out and was like, Alan bullied me. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you should have worked harder Right. is my response to that. Open are we going to get cancelled for... Uh, for supporting Ellen. Oh. I mean, I don't, Ellen again... Ellen was in the wrong... I, 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 I don't know where the lines are now. I mean, on one hand, we're supporting a lesbian and I'm getting behind the transgender for Caitlyn, <laughs> but then on the other hand, I'd be like, no! You scared me for a second. I was like, what did I say? Why are we getting cancelled? <laughs> so uh, Tom Cruise, uh, along, along a similar lines, has said that he doesn't regret freaking out on his crew for violating the, crow, uh, the COVID protocols. Remember, this is when he was uh, filming the most recent Mission Impossible um, movie in London. What about freaking out on Oprah's couch? Do you think he regrets that? I don't know. I mean, you, does anyone ask him about that? I just feel like everything Tom Cruise has done since that moment has been to, like, recover from that, like, six-month period where he was the biggest news story and, like, him and Katie Holmes were, had this new relationship and all of a sudden they have, like, this secret baby that no one knew about. Everything he's done has tried to be like, no, 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 I'm not the crazy Scientology guy. I'm the cool actor. Right, you know? right. But I think in terms of Tom Cruise, I mean, I saw that video of him freaking out at the people on set. And again, he's put a lot of his own money into that Mission Impossible thing. He takes a lot of the control of the business side of it in right. terms of making those movies and producing, directing yeah. or whatever it is. So, Didn't it cost him like a bunch of money because they kept shutting down? Yeah, and he was doing it in London. I mean, this is how fucked up shitsville is. At the time we're recording this, Boris Johnson in the uh, in the last 24 hours has announced that at some point next week, family members can hug one another again, right? <laughs> That's happening now. So imagine how difficult it was to try and film a few scenes for Mission Impossible about a year ago, which is when, or six months ago, when all this was happening with, uh, with, with, with Tom Cruise. So he's now saying that he doesn't regret freaking out, although I wonder if, because you've got to look at the, again, the celebrities that are sort of going, oh, I'm just going to admit that 25 years ago I did this in a movie and you all laughed at it then, but please, if you're going to have a problem with it now, I'm saying that I understand that it was a bad thing, so please don't try and cancel me. Right. There's a lot of kind of like uh, trying to sort of like be a precursor to potential cancellation, so I do wonder if Tom Cruise is going, okay, I'm going to speak about shouting at people on my crew now because I don't look anywhere near as bad as Ellen. And by the way, <laughs> by the way, just in case you think I do, this is me giving back three Golden Globes. I'm giving them back, everybody. That's such a weird movement to me. The, uh, uh, I get it, the Golden Globes. This is our other has, cancellation right. story. They, they, uh, they've done... I guess some things that need worked out, whatever. But it's just so funny, the pretentiousness of all these people like being like, I don't even want these awards anymore. Right. Return your Oscars then. How about that? <laughs> you know, the Oscars doesn't exactly have the uh, tip-top reputation of other award shows, yet you don't see anyone flocking to return those. Again, it's, uh, it's partly the race to see who can be the most woke, 
And I think also in terms of the Golden Globes. They're like, we don't care about these. Well, and the, and the people behind the Golden Globes are trying to be all kind of uh, progressive. Um, but it's twofold. Uh, they're kind of like going, oh, God. All of those allegations that Ricky Gervais laid on us at our own ceremony last year, actually, they all appear to be true. And secondly, he won't come back and host the ceremony in 2022, which means no fuck is going to watch it. Let's just cancel it, and that can be our get out, right? Well, not only that, like, NBC came out and they were like, we're not even going to show them next year. We hope to see serious change for 2023. You know why they're not showing the Golden Globes anymore? Because as we've talked about, after every single award show that happened this year, the ratings fucking tank. They're terrible. They're terrible. The only reason to watch an award show now is if Ricky Gervais is hosting right. it, right? And he gets we want to see controversy, and, and and his controversy generally is aimed at the people in the audience. Maybe a tittle <laughs> flop out. Maybe someone will drop an M bomb. I don't know. It's live. That's why I'm here. But um, yeah, it's just uh, I the 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 cancellation of the uh, of the Golden Globes, and again. I feel like it's just a an excuse to try and be worthy and to try and be as woke as possible while also being defeatist in the fact that you can't put on a show that's going to get any ratings, which you could also circle back to the notion of, well, you're meant to be in the entertainment industry. Maybe you should go back to focusing on coming up with stuff that's entertaining. How yeah. about that to start with? Uh, they, they're never going to do that again. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right, so that's the uh, clans and cancellations segment on today's... Hopefully we didn't get cancelled along the way. ...episode of Did You America. Now here's some extra penis stuff at the end. Ah, oh, yes, we finally got back to yeah, it. Yeah, we, we're circling back to, uh, to, to the cock. <laughs> As we always do. We started with cock, and we're ending with cock. <laughs> cock at the front, cock in the rear. Appetizer dessert, let's do it. Uh, we must uh, just quickly uh, discuss, or maybe not quickly, I don't know. Depends on how much you want to get into this. Megadeth bassist Dave Ellefson. David Ellefson. Yeah, get it right. Um, had to make a statement online earlier this week um, saying that he was not grooming a fan and that the fan was not underage and that everything was consensual. And in actual fact, the worst thing that happened was the fact that these videos were embarrassing. And I think... You know, to David Ellison's credit, uh, that was proved correct because the other party involved in these videos did say that she initiated the videos. There wasn't any grooming involved and she was 19, so she was legal. Although at 19 years of age, with him being 57, you could claim that it's kind of creepy and she is younger than his two kids. Right. Um, but... To David Ellison's credit, he did kind of own this embarrassment. He said, you know, no grooming, nothing illegal, but it is very, very embarrassing. And we still don't know exactly who leaked the videos. I guess the female, the 19-year-old involved, shared the videos with some of her friends and then they put them on Twitter. But basically... The bassist from Megadeth, and I haven't looked in a few days, but I'm assuming they haven't been taken down, is all over Twitter in a series of videos uh, that he uh, did on camera for this 19-year-old uh, girl where he is, you know, pleasuring himself to completion hey, there it is. several times. So he's also a pastor, right? This is where it gets even more interesting as a story. So, yeah, and I will say this. 
I know David Ellefson. Uh, he lives in Phoenix. I used to live in Phoenix. I've done a lot of stuff with Megadeth over the years. Um, I know Dave Mustaine, their front man, better. Um, but yeah, make I'm... that claim now. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I know Ellefson. We've hung out and we've gone for coffee on numerous occasions. I've hung out with him at Megadeth shows. Uh, I, I used to go to comedy shows with him in, uh, in, in Phoenix. We had some mutual friends who were, um, who were comics. Um, and he is the most unlikely person to do this because he's like the quiet member of Megadeth. He's a pastor, as you said. He's been sober for, I don't know, 25 years. He's got his own coffee company. Jeremy's furiously typing there. Are you calling up the, the, are you calling up the money shot? Is no, that what you... I'm <laughs> just trying to collect thoughts here. And, and so, yes, maybe look at a dick pic. And, uh, well, I mean, they're full videos. I mean, there's... Oh. For, they're for, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, Pause <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> and I read this story and I was like, oh God, David, like, what were you thinking? And then a friend of mine... Uh, she sends me a text message the day the story breaks and she's like, oh my God, have you heard about Elveson? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, do you want to see the videos? I went, no, 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 not really. And then we had a kind of a back and forth and I said, you know, I mean, he's a pastor and he's got a family. I mean, who do you ask for forgiveness first? Your family, Megadeth or God? <laughs> I'm just trying, I think the pastor part has to be the weirdest part because in the end, like you said, like, yes, it's creepy, but she is of age and now, you know, his... Thing is online for everyone to see. It's quite the embarrassing. It's, it's the most embarrassing for but, him and his family, but, I think. I mean, what's weirder? A pastor being in a metal group or a pastor jerking off online to a girl and not like a 12-year-old boy? Well, <laughs> I'll say this. There is some solidarity between the Christian metalers because one member of Striper, the most famous Christian metal band right. of all time, um, put a statement on his Facebook after Dave Ellefson's dick was all over Twitter. He's like, I jerk off too. No, he didn't name Ellefson, but he made a statement saying, I just want to remind you, we all sin. <laughs> he didn't go quite as far as saying, we all jerk off to completion in several videos and it gets posted all over Twitter right, with 19-year-old like, fans. Google me. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. It, I, I, on, on one hand, I just... I mean, it just... It's just dumb more than anything, yeah. right? I oh, mean, like, sure. you would get caught doing it. And not just, I mean, everyone sent a dick pic or two, but to, 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 to do multiple videos. And, and then when my friend, so I said to my friend, no, I don't want to see the videos. But then about 10 text exchanges later, she sent me a link and said, <laughs> just in case you change right. your mind. <laughs> and then, of course, I thought, well, I've got it on my phone now, haven't I? So I can't, and I'm like, oh, there's, oh, there's another one. Oh, there's no... Oh, and they just kept... I mean, actually, I don't think I've watched them all. I've seen about he five. multiple and, videos? Oh, multiple videos! This and guy doesn't it, even look like a Muppet. I bet his penis isn't even that impressive. Well, no, I will say, if I'm going to put a positive spin on it, at least he hasn't got a little dick. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, it's not the biggest one I've seen. It's a good penis. It's a, it's a decent penis. We'll give it like a 7.6. Inches? <laughs> I was going out of 10, but yeah, man, that's, that's almost 9, 10 range. I mean, in his statement... After saying, you know, I've been a fool, but nothing illegal's happened and blah, 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 blah. And I'm sorry for the embarrassment to my family. Just for a bit of humor, he could have put, P.S. 
It looks good though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I put it out myself. The only thing that could have made it worse is if it was a micro penis, right? I mean, that was like. <laughs> <laughs> if, there's, if you have a micro penis, you never show that thing online. I don't care who you are, what age the person is on the other end, keep it in your pants. So then uh, Megadeth, the band, put out a statement because obviously people were, th- you know, throwing around accusations of, uh, you know, oh, God, was she underage? Is this grooming? Blah, 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 blah. And I think, you know, they were being protective of their brand, saying, okay, we didn't know anything about this, and obviously we want to hear all sides of the story, and, we're, you know, we're monitoring the situation. I don't know if the call between the two Daves in Megadeth was basically like, look, you've been a dick with your dick. Now, if I didn't know that you were into this kind of thing, if you're about to be Marilyn Manson, you're out of the band. <laughs> but, you know, if, if, if it's just a few cum shots with a 19-year-old, then we're okay. So he's not quite joining our Iced Earth Cannibal Corpse <laughs> Marilyn Manson mega super group yet? Not he's yet. not quite there? Okay. <laughs> we'll wait for the next video. <laughs> not yet. But um, the other thing that this taught me is that I wasn't aware that it was perfectly legal to post basically cybersex videos on Twitter. I didn't realize... Really? I mean, brace yourself. I'm about to say something controversial here. But certain people have been removed from Twitter because apparently they're such a threat to civilization. I'm thinking about an ex-president, right? Well, all right, look. He can't rant and rave on Twitter, but the bassist from Megadeth can post multiple money shots, and that's okay. Yeah, but who's that killing? Trump never killed anyone. Just, no, that, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I meant more like what's what's that? You know, Trump. You can make the argument incited a riot with his Twitter. A dick, a dick video is just a fun happening online that's everywhere online already. I mean, yeah, I, would, I just didn't know. Like, I would just assumed that when it got a lot of publicity, I mean, I didn't think that when my friend sent me the link, which I told her I didn't want, I would then be able she knew you wanted to it. scroll through five videos of the money shot and think, God, there's still more. <laughs> and I mean, this was several days ago. I think I can still do it now. I, I mean, want... I don't know. I mean, these videos have probably had more views than Megadeth have had iTunes downloads in the last week. I want to like, you know. What was like the background? Like did the background change in any of these videos? Or was this like one session, five pops? Because other, if that's the case, very impressive by this man. See, now you're intrigued, I'm aren't saying, you? You're yeah, like, send you're... me these links. <laughs> You're going to be like, you're, holding you're going to be me, like, bro. can I have his number? I want to get some advice. <laughs> What's your secret, man? <laughs> no, uh, that you raise a very good point, but I do think they, not that I lot watch them in Give detail. Give a second look. But Give I, a detailed look. No, 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 I watch them in detail. Enough detail to know that definitely the, 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 the backdrop changed. Oh, so okay. I, so they were, Not that impressive. So, so, no. Well, in one respect, quite impressive. Right, right. But I don't know that he can pop five in one go. He won't be getting an AVN award next year. <laughs> look, if you're going to put a positive spin on this, I'll text Dave Mustaine and go, look. You know how the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame hates heavy metal, so you're never going to be in that. There are other award ceremonies that... Uh, because Honorable we, mention. <laughs> because we never knew that your bassist was so versatile. <laughs> Dave Mustaine is like, sure, I left Metallica, but have you seen my bass player's cock? <laughs> yeah. In some ways, David Ellison is now the biggest Dave in Metallica. 
Megadeth. Same thing. But yeah, same thing. That joke would have been funny if I uh, got the band name right. Start can you, the podcast. Can you, can you imagine if the thing that Mustaine is the most pissed off about is the fact I confuse Megadeth with Metallica? It absolutely like- <laughs> would be. <laughs> All right. Um, if you want to uh, talk to the show, we're at didyouamerica.com. Uh, you can get t-shirts there. How good do they feel on your nipples? So great on the nips. You can listen to old episodes. You can uh, also vote for Song of the Week at didyouamerica.com. If you want to vote for Song of the Week on my Twitter, there is a poll there. And I am at Ian Canfield on Twitter. If my friend Stephen is still listening, I think you'll find that it absolutely was not a load of whinging, whining and moaning from me today. It was a load of penis. We definitely did a lot of cock talk. Cock talk. With Ian Camfield. Absolutely. And uh, the forthcoming spin-off, Butt Stuff, will start next <laughs> month. <sighs> Did we America today? I really hope so.